In the fall each year we all congregate The mouth all gathered at the church of Hillgate The scriptures reading from the book of Munson Our favorite verse, my God, of precious Drunk and obnoxious, what children face Ain't nothing finer in the land Now the 3,000 of our best friends It's Saturday in that thing Welcome to the Saturday in Athens podcast. I'm your host, Seth Saunders, and we are just beyond fired up to be joined again by one of our favorites, the voice of Sanford Stadium, the incomparable Brooke Whitmire. Brooke, welcome back to the show, brother. Seth, pleasure as always, brother. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Well, look, it's always good to see you, and I want to talk to you because we haven't gotten a chance to have you on the show since the dogs went back to back. So first thing I want to talk to you about, and we talked a little bit about this off air, but doesn't it just seem like some days that you were living in an absolute fantasy land where <laughs> you can't wrap your brain around the fact that the dogs are back-to-back national champs? Yes, is the short answer to the question, Seth. It's, uh, I guess this is what we always dreamed of, or as I was telling a friend of mine recently, this is the antithesis of what we felt those times when we walked out of the heartbreaking loss at an SEC championship game or, or something like that and just wondered what it would look like to be um, to be on top of the mountain. And, and here we are. So I want to know about your personal stories, because you were at both Chick-fil-A Bowl and in L.A. for the title game, correct? Yes. Yes. So give me give me favorite memory from uh, both game experiences. I would have to say, Seth, certainly from the Peach Bowl standpoint, there's no other way to describe it. That was a stressful football game. I, I <laughs> yes, use that yes, term with all due respect to people that are dealing with really real stress. And I think for me, Seth, the joy was I was with my with Jennifer, my wife, and Allie, um, my daughter, sitting on either side of me. And we had tentative plans to go to California. And a little backstory to that is for whatever reason, a few years ago when we went to the Rose Bowl, and I literally can't tell you why. We just decided not to go and regretted that from from about five minutes after making that decision, I think. So we've always had in our minds, hey, we want to go to California. We want to make a family trip to California. Football yeah. notwithstanding, we've not done that. So we had these, these tentative plans, and it, James, our son, wasn't with us that night, but certainly he's in on the plans to go to California. And, you know, we're, we're sitting there like everybody else, and when they're lining up to kick that field goal, we're either going or we're not. And <laughs> thankfully, five seconds later, I think Jennifer was the first one to utter it. You know, we're going to California. And Allie, our daughter, told me something incredible in that moment. Um, Seth, she, she basically burst into tears. She's a senior at Georgia and is living the dream on so many levels, as I've reminded her many times. Her dad yeah. went four and seven his last senior year at Georgia. And so <laughs> they're in another world. But she said, I've been waiting to tell you this until now, but she basically had a dream of what happened uh, several weeks before that. And um, not as specific as the score and all that, but basically other than that, pretty much that's what she dreamed happened and it did. So when we realized we're going to California and you see that 42-41, man, that was incredible. And then so far, I mean, Seth, I just don't, I'm sure you've, 
felt the same way. I, I, you know, that thing was just over in no time. I mean, it, there was that one moment where they made it, I think, 10 to 7 or whatever, when we had our one busted play of the day, literally. Yeah. And then the next thing you know, you look up and we're just, everything is going our way and we're playing so well. Um, that's what I think some people can take for granted sometimes. You know, you, whether you're out playing golf or whether you're coaching a football team, to play well, in that case, extremely well on that stage in that game and to be that well prepared was really something to see. And um, I think at some point I finally let myself, and it, it was probably longer than needed to be. I don't know about you, Seth, but I, um, I wasn't calling it done when it was 35 to seven. Yeah. I just think I, I think once we got up there in the fourth quarter and maybe it was in the fifties, I was like, we're going back to back and still couldn't believe it. But, and seeing that rain shoot into SoFi stadium, actually opposite from where we sitting, where, where we were sitting was just sort of surreal here. We are in California. It rains three times a year and it's, it's, right. it's pouring that night, but it could have been snow and it wouldn't have made any difference. It was an, an incredible night to be a bulldog. I thought this year's team was interesting for a lot of reasons, but the most was I don't know that I've ever uh, experienced as a fan, a Georgia team that when it wanted to have all cylinders firing was as capable of dominance as that team was. And if you think about it, I think there were three occasions where they were in that realm. I think they opened the season that way. Oregon yeah. was just an absolute beatdown from start to finish against an Oregon team that had a very good year, which mm -hmm. I think people have forgotten to a certain degree. I mean, they made Bo Nix look about as pedestrian as you could make a quarterback look and did whatever they wanted on offense all day. And then I thought the Tennessee game, they were about as locked in as I've seen them the entire time of Kirby's tenure. I mean, that day was Great. just outstanding, which I will Great. ask you about because I want to know about that from the in-stadium perspective. And then I think that night in California, it seemed to me like after what happened in Atlanta, in some ways, and this will sound crazy because they were undefeated, they were the favorite, but they played like they were playing with house money. Mm -hmm. Like, we, we, we really shouldn't be here. And so let's just go let it rip and let's do what we do. And they just, <laughs> I mean, TCU was a very good football team, as evidenced by no the question. year they had and the no team question. that they beat to get there. And it made them look like a Pop Warner team all night long. And it was just – it was incredible to watch. And I don't know. I mean, I knew from the first drive, I texted James and I said, homie, this is going to get yeah. ugly quick for TCU yeah. because they were just – you could tell from opening snap, bam, bam, step was locked yeah. in, game plan was locked in. They were going to do whatever they wanted. You could tell they had seen something on film where they were all yeah. cognizant that we are going yeah. to do whatever we want for 60 yeah. minutes. Um, so I, in all honesty, I do not think they were surprised at the outcome that night. I, I don't. I, I think that's well said, Seth. And I think they kind of got the same feeling watching it. It wasn't that. I know this sounds weird when you get beat 65 to seven. I, I, it wasn't like they were playing poorly and it oh. wasn't like they were unprepared. And I agree with you. They're a good football team well-coached football team. And frankly, they had a lot of intangibles going their way playing Georgia. I mean, they, they're the ones with the house money. Yep. But gosh, you talk about just sheer domination. And if you really go and, and, and I've not done this to a great degree, but a little bit, if you really go back and study some plays and some, just some execution along the way, I mean, 
we just we we were we were the class of the night and um gosh 65 to 7 and and crazy as this sounds it could have been worse you know could have been worse that's right Um, i mean essentially didn't play the front line the entire fourth quarter and was still scoring that's exactly right that's exactly right so Um, i they were just i and I, i do think too it was an exercise in showing how the depth of the roster and i think we saw that again at the spring game and i think that's what I think that's what is difficult to wrap your brain around if you're a Georgia fan is, and we have said this amongst friends is look, man, you got to adjust. This is the new reality now. Yeah. Like we, we, I think are all tepid to accept that because we have all this scar tissue from before, but this is the reality. Like this is the program that Kirby, his staff and the administration have built and it's not going anywhere. Like when he said last year at media days, like we're here for the long haul, that wasn't just lip service. I mean, that's real. And the roster mm-hmm. continually, I think, exhibits that. That's why I don't think your excitement has to be muted at all as no. we progress toward 2023. I mean, what about that roster that you saw at the spring game makes you go, I don't know. I don't know if we're going to be able to do it again this year. <laughs> so I'll, I'll tell you a couple of things. One, I, I always get asked just by friends or fellow fans, after G-Day, hey, what do you think of G-Day? And, and, you know, it's hard to read anything in the G-Day as it is any spring game. But my answer the last couple of years, and it was again this year, just with a, I'm sure with a look of just disbelief on my face, there's just football players everywhere. Everywhere. I mean, everywhere. And they're even guys last year, Seth, last year's G-Day, and I won't, I won't, well, I will throw one name out there, Darren Smith. Back, I think it was preseason. Darius Smith, forgive me. Mm-hmm. I mean, he got my eye a long time ago, and I, I came home and told James, my son, I'm like, man, this guy's going to be a player. He's played a little bit, but you're yeah. going to know his name in the next year. It's just the depth that we have is so profound. There are guys that literally, and we've seen this as a result of the transfer portal, Seth. We have seen starters that are draft picks that go somewhere else and become starters and draft picks that couldn't see the field here. Yep. And like you said, it's the new reality. I'll mention one other thing because I just did this in the last couple of weeks. I would encourage uh, all the Georgia people to go back and listen to Kirby smart at his introductory press conference and listen to him describe how we were going to do things Mm -hmm. as a program. And it's exactly what we're doing. Yep. It's exactly what we're doing. And that's everything from academically to the way we play defense and everything in between. It, it's it's incredible. And I mean, the only thing I see, kind of like what you're saying, Seth, it, it's, there's no reason to think that we can't and that we're not going to keep going. I just think it's a it's on another level, obviously, but it's just expectation management. I mean, it, it's – you know, you get to where, and, I, and I'm not saying this is going to happen, but, you know, you're going to make a national, national championship game and, and lose it uh, one year. You're going to maybe barely miss the playoffs or make the playoffs and get beat in the last second in the semifinals. I mean, we're, we're just in that upper, upper echelon where it's, it's no different than the top echelon of PGA golfers where it's like, all right, you know, maybe you – Maybe you finished third in a major when you were two strokes off and next year you won it or whatever. I mean, it's just, 
it, we're not going to win every game. Sooner or later, somebody's going to beat us. Sooner or later, knock on wood, let's hope not. But uh, even with depth, there's going to come some time where we have the injury bug on a level maybe where we didn't. I mean, it, it's there are different things that can get in the way, but holy smokes, it is, um, as I told somebody last week, I wouldn't want to play us. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. You know, it's really interesting. Andy Staples released an article in The Athletic this morning on the decline of Florida's program. Andy mm. Staples obviously went there, played there. So he has, mm. I think, an intimate view at what's happened there over the last two decades. And one of the things I found interesting about it was seemingly, and I think this happens a lot of places, they rested on their laurels. And they weren't active about continuously making change. And I think one of the things that gets very, very undersold about what Nick Saban has done during his entire tenure at Alabama is he's always been so nimble and so quick to adjust to the ever-changing landscape of college football. And I think one of the things that Kirby probably doesn't get enough credit for is doing the same thing. And he's always looking a year ahead, two years ahead. You know, I, I thought it was brilliant how they prepped and prepared for the institution of NIL with the Classic mm. City Collective and setting all those things up. And that was one of the things that Staples highlighted in his story is that obviously Florida's collective is a mess. And so they weren't ready and they are getting run over because of it. And I just think that's Kirby in a nutshell. It's not what is today's problem, but what could be two years from now's problem. And let's start doing something about it now right. so that it never becomes a problem. And, uh, I don't know. I don't know how you feel about this, but I've seen him speak a few times and seen videos of him speak at other events. And I just feel like, yes, he is a savvy football mind, but he just seems to me to be so well-equipped as a leader, period. No qualifications, just as a leader. So whether it was this organization or whether it was a Fortune 100 or whatever he was in charge of, I don't think the results would be that much different, um, but that, that's just kind of my feeling. I mean, what do you think about that? Yeah, I, the guy is just um, incredibly organized. He's extremely intelligent. The energy level he brings is second to none. He could no doubt right now, Seth, you know this, and everybody who follows it knows it, he could speak fluently about our roster management two, three years down the road right now mm-hmm. as though it was yep. today, he could be running a logistics company and it would be, I mean, I, it is just, I remember there was one year, it must have been about his second year. We were having a, um, a fan day thing in the stadium and I happened to get a gander at his practice organization chart for that. Just that was really a simple practice. There's not a minute wasted. It's down to the second and, he, and then to your point about um, Coach Saban, Seth, and I've marveled at this through the years too, and I, even at Alabama, I don't think they'll really appreciate it ever as much as when years down the road after he's gone, the guy leads and coaches and works 
like it's all on fire and they haven't won anything. And that's yeah. the same way Kirby does. And I, I will say this, that's Kirby smart. He would have been that way if he had never coached in Alabama. That's just who he is. Not that he didn't learn plenty. Of course he did. But that's it, it's this is Kirby smart. He's his own man. He's going to do things these, the way that he's going to do them. He's been working and planning toward this since probably his sophomore year in high school for all we know. And like I said, that, that first press conference, and I was – lucky enough to be in that room that day watching it thinking, man, if, if everything I sense is real, we're in for a ride. And, and it, we sure have been. And I just honestly, Seth, I mean, if you asked me what the single greatest threat to all of this is, it's the man's personal health. And, yeah. and what I mean by that is how, how can he not be exhausted? I mean, yeah. I'm sure he is the guy as we speak right now, I'm sure he's work. I mean, he's, recruiting he's working he's planning he's 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 so engaged in it and it's a different deal than it was even 10 years ago to your point earlier when you got nil you got the transfer portal you've got the one-time free transfer that you know going in is going to be there with anybody you sign and it's just 24 7 times 10 and so i just i i worry sometimes about how long can you maintain that level at anything without it being something that, that wears on you a little bit? Yeah, I, th- I think that's a, that's a valid point. I mean, I, I think you have to look no farther than Coach Luke leaving the program, right? And Absolutely. Just because at a certain point, and I get it, man, like we're at a point today where if that's your profession, you can be very handsomely rewarded from a compensation perspective. And at a certain point, it's like, how much more money do I actually need? And what am I missing by – doing the things I have to do to stay engaged in the coaching community. And I think Matt Luke, you know, I think it took a lot of courage for him to say, look, I'm not doing this. Like I'm going to go spend time with my family and I'm, I'm not going to get that time back because man, I'm such a big proponent of being where your feet are and being present. And and I think he just was like, you know what, this is going to be gone. And I'm going to look back and go, what happened, you know? And so, yeah, I think that's a valid point. I do think Kirby looked, I thought he looked tired at the end of the year, because I think it just takes such an emotional toll to be up and to kind of be there all the time. So, yeah, I I think that is one of the wonders of Saban is he's energy's always there. And I think there's just this insatiable urgency that he has, which it's hard. It's hard to quantify. Um, It is. It is. Well, let me ask you this before we let you go. What are the things that you are looking forward to this season, whether it be, you know, first time everybody's back in Sanford to mm. celebrate for a game between the hedges or whether it's certain things about the season that you're looking forward to, um, players that you're looking forward to step into their new roles, just whatever it may be. Oh, man, Seth, you, you, you nailed it. I, it's always fun, as I know it is for you and all of us who whose blood runs red and black. Can't wait to be back in the stadium. Can't wait for our – our, our fans to be back. Can't wait to celebrate back to back again. We did it at G day and at the celebration, but uh, to be the defending national champions times two going back into that stadium will be special. I mentioned real quickly, Seth, you touched on Tennessee a few minutes ago. I mean, that probably is the greatest day that I've ever experienced in Sanford stadium. And I'll go to my grave saying, if it doesn't rain, that's probably a 45 to three game. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, we it, it, we were just – and by the way, and I've shared this other places too or have ruminated about this, how's that not a safety? 
I mean, I'm still just, it blows my mind when I watch that. Yeah. Like, where in where on God's earth is that not a safety? Yeah. But I digress. It didn't, it didn't, didn't matter. And then we got that free kick and lad took care of business for us. But I, I look forward to moments like that. So, you know, we've become, and it's a chicken or the egg thing. I know some people will say, well, you win and then the crowd atmosphere gets great or, or vice versa. However, we've gotten there. We've come a long, long way over the last 20 years, even to where we're now. It, it, it's, it's, it's quite an atmosphere that we provide for our team. When I say we, I'm talking about the Georgia people and Sanford Stadium. And, and Coach Smart has done such a great job of keeping that on the front burner and challenging our fans, whether it's with a noon game or a particular opponent or whatever it is. But I just really hope and believe and, and frankly would challenge our people. Let's let's attend games like we're talking about Saban and, and Coach Smart. Coach, yeah. let's act like we haven't won a damn thing and yeah. that we're out there trying to 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 be the loudest we've ever been to try to just have a winning season. Let, let's treat it that way and see what we can do as a crowd and as a and as a fan base. You know what I loved about that week? That was obviously first CFP release was that week. And uh, I had texted my brother and James and I said, there could be nothing greater if you were a Georgia football fan than this rankings release that just happened. Oh, perfect. Because is there anybody that plays the underdog role better than Kirby Paul Smart? Yes. Like it's yeah. set up so well. And then what, less than 24 hours later, the audio releases of him at practice getting on Keeley. And I was like, <laughs> I felt like, uh, I felt like Tom Hanks from a league of their own. Was, That's right. No win. <laughs> it, it took me back to Pat Dye saying we're not man enough to beat Alabama in 2002. It was the same sort of like, that's it. That's a good start to the week right there. It really yeah. is. So, yeah, man. I, just, yeah, I, I, I just say this too, Seth. I mean, like everybody, I just can't wait to see the next iteration of what we've got going. I mean, I, I could watch Brock Bowers play football the rest of my life. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that as always. It's exciting to see these young guys that we know the depth is there and who's going to step up. And is this line of scrimmage every bit as strong as it, it appears to be? I, I think mm -hmm. it is. Kicking game will be very interesting. Be very yeah. curious to see how that shakes out because uh, we'll certainly miss uh, Jack Podlesny. And um, mm -hmm. I've got a lot of confidence in Jared Zirkel. And, and, and of course, there's some other guys there that are vying for some, some opportunities. So, as well so it'll, it'll be fun and let's just uh let's just strap it on once again and see if we can't uh make some more noise literally yeah, and you, figuratively. yeah you got that right brother i'm uh i'm gearing up i feel like once g-day hits i've said this it's kind of a, a tease in a way because it mm -hmm. feels like it's back but then yeah you go oh man we still got like four and a half months until we're actually back but uh it's just such a glorious time. And I know we've talked about this before. I think the thing I'm looking forward to, and it's become the thing I look forward to is the fellowship involved in all of it mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. kind of getting to share the experience. You know, it's, it's great now to come back to Athens and, you know, get to see you and see your family. Amen. And like, you know, it's Likewise. just, that, that's become the things that we kind of look forward to now. And I think it's also been cool for everybody, all of us that have been here for a while and and walked through some years that were less than pleasant this oh. last two years man it's just been beautiful and so fun to kind of breathe in and um you know we say it all the time and i, I know you're not taking it for granted but we always just say you know good time good old days of georgia football are right down now and don't hey, don't sure. 
don't miss this. Breathe That's this exactly in. Exactly right. I mean, That's this is exactly just right. it's just good times. Good times to be associated with the red and black. And gosh, man, it's just it's so much fun. So well, look, brother, we always appreciate you spending time with us. And we're gonna have you back again because you gotta come back and pick with us this fall. So hey, Seth, thanks for having me. You know, I'll come on anytime. It's a joy and uh I want you to know, and I want you to tell your dad that we'll have a seat saved for you at Blue Sky, whatever Friday night you want to show up at, for sure. That's right. You got that right. Oh, we'll be back for sure, man. That's our new spot now. That was that was. The oh, man, that was fun. We'll do that again. And, uh, yeah, definitely be, be honored to make some picks. And, you know, summer gets here. James, my son, was saying this the other day. You know, when summer gets here, it's a little bit after G-Day, and now that calendar really starts to tick a little bit. So we'll look up before we know it'll be August, and we'll be counting it down for real. So look forward to sharing a lot of it with you, brother. Yes, sir. All right, brother. Well, go dogs. Thanks, Seth. Go dogs. Talk to you. Hey, George is better now. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.